Okay, the next position that I'd like to cover is the lateral press. Um, again, in different circles it has different names. Uh, I'm going to level with you. This is another position that I see judo and jiu-jitsu men doing improperly, only from not so much from the holding down standpoint, but from their, their head placement. Um, this is an excellent, excellent entry, both offensively and defensively for my opponent, to get into a head scissor, okay? Um, I like this position a lot. It also offers me a lot of opportunities to get into arm locks and different kind of neck cranks that we're going to cover later. Right now I want to go over the subtleties of, of holding down. Again, like in any position, a lot of variations. We're going to stick to the basic principles. Okay, irregardless of where my arms are, the key point is I don't want to be on my knees, okay? I want to be low, alright? I like to trap the man's head simply because, again, it makes it harder for him to breathe. And I'm constantly driving my hips. Notice if, if I drive my hips, my head tends to come up. I want to make sure that I drive my hips and then just lower my body and hold them down. Now, problem with this position is you generally don't want your head to go beyond mid-chest level, okay? If for any reason you feel that you have to, like you're entering into a head scissor of your own, you have to make sure that your head is planted on either side. If I just lackadaisically leave my head here, you'll see when, when it's my turn to be on the bottom, uh, I'm going to get my hip split open by a head scissor. If it's a no-holds-barred situation, he's going to probably start kneeing me. Again, they may not take, me, you know, take the fight out of me, but it's an unnecessary damage that I don't need to have, and it also makes the hold a little bit less effective. Okay, here we go now. I want to make sure, when, if my arms are above him, that I'm grabbing onto something and I'm bringing the inside of my forearms in tight, okay? And I'm driving down. Now, there's two points that you have to be aware of. One is the xiphoid process. The other is right here at the floating ribs. These two points. Very important to remember these points, okay? For lack of a better term, we're going to refer to these as some pressure points. What I like to do is I like to take my chin into the xiphoid process right here. And hold down. Bruce is giving me top wrist lock dead away. I can submit them without even cranking just from here. Real quick because we do the top wrist lock differently. Um, my hips are low. I'll let his head out so he can breathe. I'm driving, bringing everything in. Now, what I can do is, if he tries to roll, let's say you're attempting to roll me to this side. I'll trap underneath with two hands and drive him back down. And now, I'm squeezing. He's, he's moaning a little because what I'm doing is, I grabbed here, I grabbed a handful of skin, and then I coupled it with my knuckles, and I'm just squeezing in, okay? That's uncomfortable. Imagine now this, and then I'm driving my like 225 pounds across him. That's going to make it uncomfortable. This is a move that I would use in a sporting event, uh, submission grappling only. Generally speaking, in a street fight or a no-holds-barred situation, I tend to never want to hold a man down where my arms are trapped underneath his body. It's not smart, okay? Um, definitely not smart in a street fight, okay? Don't know who's going to come up behind me and kick me in the head, plus he has other weapons. So, key point here, 
Again, I'm driving my hips. Now, sometimes I'll shift to the side and take my hip. And I'm driving, we're gonna turn this way. Turn to, there we go. What I did is, I took my hip along his jaw and I shifted so all of my body weight is coming down here. It's very important to make sure that your opponent is carrying all of your weight. So I'm here, got a nice base, and there I'm lowering my hip. Now, as I'm lowering, see if I can do this without killing him, I'm bringing him, let's turn a little bit towards the camera, I'm again bringing this arm in tight so he's sandwiched. And I'm lowering my head. And if I'm cranking with all I got, it's going to make for a very uncomfortable position for Bruce. Okay? Now, one of the best things about this position is it offers me a lot of explosive maneuverability. Meaning, from here, I can transition quickly into different positions like that. Very fast, as opposed to holding him like this, where I'm on my knees. If I'm going to make a move, notice right away when I made that move, there was plenty of space here, because I'm already on my knees. This way, I'm low, and as I'm moving around, notice my hips, always low, and he's always carrying my weight. I can't emphasize that enough. In, in, in hooking, we believe that the ultimate goal is to hook someone. Therefore, we feel that submissions supersede anything else, meaning submission over position. But before submission comes control. I don't care what position I'm in, as opposed to jujitsu or, or whatever that has certain goals established as far as where they want to go, I don't care. As long as wherever I'm at at that moment in time, I'm controlling the guy. Okay? So that's the first basic hold down from the lateral press. Okay, now let's go over this again. I'm going to show you some of the subtleties and some of the nastiness that can happen um, when you're doing catch wrestling. Okay? Uh, some schools may call this dirty fighting. Um, to me, that's an oxymoron. Fighting is not antiseptic and clean. Fighting is fighting. So I'm going to show you some of the things that I like to do in some of the finer points of this position. Again, from here, is you can make like a hook on your fingers. And you can go right in by his rib cage and start making the hold down, like right there, using that as a handle. This is uncomfortable for him, okay? Very, very uncomfortable. Now, notice that I'm taking his arm and I'm stretching out this whole lat, this whole lat area. So I have this. Or I have the ability to start striking or to start driving my knuckles. Let's open. I'm going to let him relax a minute. This is what's going to open up the submissions. Must remember, the opponent here is going to be trying to counter me. If I'm holding him down like this, his thought is, I got to get out of this hold down. But if I'm holding him down, driving his face, poking his ribs, now he's got like three things that he's got to think about countering, okay? And every time he tries to do that, He's going to open himself up to a submission hold of some sort. Remember, I can attack this man's head, his arm, his leg, uh, groin, and even in, in, in sportive events, 
such as submission grappling tournaments, I can still attack his groin legally by holding him down and attacking ah! the points in there. And see how that'll right away set me up to get him into a better position for a different move? What I did there was, what you like now? There's some pressure points that go right up where the hip socket meet, okay? And it's a very tender point. And you have to experiment on your partner to find this exactly. It's not a groin shot, but it, it is in the, the groin region. And that gets a very good reaction on your opponent. It's going to make him turn. I know this. I know that when I do this, he's going to arch that way. So that I'm already planning on spinning this way to augment my position. All right? Another thing that I did, or can do, when I'm holding him down, is grab the skin. Okay? This is, this is very uncomfortable on this, on this guy. You can grab a lot and hold on. It's distracting. It's not going to end the match. It's not going to get you a submission, but what it's going to do is this, this will set up, make a reaction for your opponent, enable you to go into something else. Now, I'd like to uh, span the camera slightly, and I want you to watch my feet. My feet are very important here. My toes are live. They're not dead, okay? I always want to make sure that my feet are driving. What I'm doing here is I want to drive off my first three toes. Okay, I'm getting a lot of pressure there. I don't want to be on the outside and driving off my little toe. I can't get the traction, so I'm driving. And every time I drive, I want to make sure that I slide down and continually lower my center of gravity. I want the hole to start off tight. I want the hole to gradually become vice-like, okay? So if I start off on a magnitude of 8 on a Richter scale, by the time we're finished, this is going to be over 10. Every time he breathes, I'm going to constrict more and more and more. Kind of like a ball constrictor. I'm just going to get tighter and tighter and tighter based on his movements. Quite frankly, in all fairness, his best bet is just to lay there. If he's just laying here, uh, I'm not going to really be able to get it any tighter. But the more he moves, go ahead and try to struggle. I'm lowering. I'm constantly lowering and trying to make it as tight as I possibly can. And right now, whether he knows it or not, he's just set himself up for easy armbar submission. Okay? Every move he makes is bringing me closer to my ultimate goal of submission. One more point, without going into a quote-unquote hook, is face torture. Let's move down slightly. If, if Bruce were to do a, a sit-up, go ahead and do a sit-up. Okay, sit back down. By just using my one finger, Bruce, I don't want to give away his weight. I don't know what it is, but it's, it's up there. I can hold him down, his finger along the angle of his nose, do a sit-up. He's not going to move. Now, you think this is not really happening. Try this when you get the tape. Try it on somebody. By driving, very important principle, because if I'm holding him and something happens and he's starting to bridge up or whatever, I'm going to just drive and he ain't going anywhere. And now this opens, sorry buddy, this opens up a whole lot of other things. Now remember, I'm being kind by using my finger. I could take both of my fingers in his nostril and hold him down. This man will never go anywhere, okay? So these are little, little things that I like to do. Another thing from the upper four corners, the lateral press, is I like to take my elbow and just drive it right into his throat at the hold down. And I'm lowering my hips, making it very uncomfortable. Notice what he did with his arm? There's the top wrist lock. 
So these are all means to an end. My advice is when you start training like this, and later on when we get into the head manipulations, you'll see a lot more pressure point attacks and so on. Be gentle with your partner, but yet the only way to learn to counter these is to have them done to you. If you just pretend to do them, then it's like point karate, okay? You're pulling your punches. You think you can do it in a real life situation, but you can't. You react the way you train, guys, so remember that. Okay, now I'd like to show you how to transition from the head and arm position into the lateral press position. Um, there's going to be one slight difference here. I'm going to have his arm trapped. This is going to make for an extraordinarily painful uh, hold on his arm. So I'm going to have to be very careful, and you should be very careful when you do this in training. In real life, you're going to be thankful that this move. Now, here we are. What I want to do is, I want to make sure again that I always keep tight. So as I'm transferring my energy, I want to get my left arm, which is this one, over to this side as quick as possible. 